Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Another episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network, brought to you by Hercules Tires and presented by our friends over at Wheelan Engineering. Uh, thanks to them, we get to cover short track racing each and every week here on the Motor Racing Network. Uh, last weekend was finally some more short track racing as we're continuing to see racetracks open up, including some racing out on the West Coast with the Chili Willy 150. But Kyle, we also had some action down on the East Coast as well. Uh, in Pensacola, the ARCA East Series was back in action for their second race of the season. The Pensacola 150 presented by, oh, wait a second, I have it, Inspectra. There it is. All these presented by's, we love it, people involved in short track racing. Uh, but finally, we had a winner that was seeking some redemption after that first race down at New Smyrna. Yeah, lost the event at New Smyrna in a three-wide run for the win on the last lap a couple of weeks ago. 16-year-old Sammy Smith was able to pick up the race win this past weekend, leading 145 of the race's 200 laps en route to the win uh, over Mason Diaz. Taylor Gray finished in third, Raja Karuth fourth, and Joey East rounded out the top five. Um, so that means Sammy Smith, point leader now, going into this long break for the East. They don't run again until May 8th at the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway in Tennessee. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of these drivers potentially double dip into the Arca Menard series, uh, making some of those races. I think a couple of them actually are slated to head out to Phoenix in the next week or so for some of those yep. races, get some some experience. So I really like how that schedule has panned out for them to allow them to go around. But yeah, Sammy Smith, you probably know the name from late model racing again, has made his jump up to the Arca Menards series East this year, uh, doing well so far. Mason D, as you said, has finished second. Another late model driver that jumped up. His best finish, actually, uh, so far in the ARCA E-Series with that second place finish. So I know he's looking to carry some momentum. But again, we talked about the Chili Willy 150. We'll cover that a little bit later. We're going to head over to the Midwest. Is Michigan considered Midwest? I think so, yeah. I think when the Midwest Tour ran under the NASCAR banner years ago, I think Michigan was a part of it. Perfect. I'm not 100% sure, but it's in the middle. Well, in the yeah. world of Kyle and Hannah geography, we're going to say that Michigan is the Midwest. And if it's not, someone it's can just message me on Twitter and tell me that I suck at geography because I already know that I do. I uh, Great. Confirmation. It is the Midwest. Okay. So we're going to go with that. We've got news out of the Midwest as well uh, over the off season that actually involves our good friends and family here at the Motor Racing Network. Uh, Berlin Raceway up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, now under new management. And it is none other than our Good friend Jeff Striegel here from the Motor Racing Network. If you've listened to our cup races on Sunday, you have most definitely heard his voice, a lot of it at that point. Uh, he definitely does a lot of talking on those, so it'll be interesting to see Kyle. Uh, him going back to his racing roots and taking over uh, the short track of Berlin Raceway. He is our anchor at uh, the Motor Racing Network. And our jokester. Of, He's a jokester, And our jokester. <laughs> and has been a part of the MRN family for 24 years, a jokester during commercials, that is. You have to be at the racetrack to really appreciate the jokes that he and Alex deliver or try to deliver. <laughs> um, but he's been involved in Berlin Raceway ever since he was a youngster. 
most recently owns uh, a couple of cars there um, in a couple of different classes. I know uh, talking with him behind the scenes, he's always kind of wanted to be a part of the, the operation of the racetrack, um, either full or part time. And this opportunity uh, came to be a couple of months ago for him to be a general manager of the racetrack. So um, one of the great short tracks that we talk about almost every week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, Berlin Speedway or Berlin Raceway. And uh, it's where he got his announcing start. And now he's going to be running the place. And I can't wait to pick his brain to see what some of his post-COVID-19 ideas are as we begin to roll into 2021 and, we'll and dial, beyond. Yeah, and we'll dial Jeff up here shortly to talk about that. But before we do call him up, it's been interesting to see Kyle over the offseason. We've seen a lot of new management kind of come into short track racing. Uh, South Boston recently announced that their general manager, Kathy Rice, who's been with the Speedway for quite some time, will be stepping down. Chase and Carly Brashears will be the new management over there. Uh, you know, y- a younger face to South Boston. I know they've got a lot of plans. Uh, we're going to try and get them on NASCAR Coast to Coast in the coming weeks to talk about that. Of course, Striegel now as well over at Berlin Raceway. We've seen some folks in the dirt racing world as well that have branched out that were past racers uh, or past crew members that are taking over management of racetracks. And I don't know about you, Kyle, but I look at the year that we had last year and the year that is ahead of them facing them. If I'm, I would be running away from being a track manager. I mean, everything that has happened in the last year, the recovery aspect of it. But these guys, for some reason, are looking this as a challenge and opportunity. And and it's so exciting to see this new management and people take a hold of this challenge and, and, and really want to get after it for short track racing. And thankfully, they're, they're all folks that have been involved in the sport in other capacities and, and at higher levels, as in Chase's case and, and in Jeff's case here at the Motor Racing Network. Absolutely. Uh, you know, COVID-19 and the year that a lot of these facilities went through a year ago, you know, a lot of these people that have been running these tracks for decades have probably said, yeah, all I'm right, done. <laughs> enough, enough's enough. I'll still be around if you need me. And if you have any questions about, you know, how to do payroll or or, you know, how to, you know, put the sanction agreements together that I've done for, or they've done for decades. But, you know, as far as the full-time deal, you know, I'm going to take a step back. And, and we're seeing more and more of that. We've seen it here in in the Northeast for, you know, the last couple of years, even before COVID uh, hit. And um, thankfully, there's some new young blood in a lot of these positions that are going to get these racetracks through, not only last year, but this year as well, as the recovery continues. Yeah, we'll stick around with us. We're going to take a quick break. But when we get back, we will have Jeff Striegel on the line to talk about his plans for Berlin Raceway. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. 
Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We talked about it a little bit before the break, but we're seeing a lot of new management take over some of the short tracks, and one of those short tracks up is Berlin Raceway. And we've got on the phone line now Jeff Striegel, who's also a family member here at the Good Motor Racing Network. Jeff, first off, thanks for taking some time out of your day here to hang out with us on NASCAR Coast to Coast, and hopefully you've recovered from uh, what looked like horrible rough weather down in Homestead. Oh, it was, and you probably can hear the wind in the background because I'm standing on the veranda at the Berlin Raceway. Unlike the veranda at Homestead Miami Speedway, the only difference between the two is, I don't know, 50 degrees, maybe, (laughs) maybe 60. Um, We have snow on the ground here compared to beach sand and ocean views down there. Other than that, it's darn near the same. Yeah, I forgot that I moved to uh Portland, North Carolina when I moved here because it has, it has not stopped raining. So I was definitely jealous of the weather over the weekend at Homestead. But uh, Jeff, we've heard some exciting news, you know, over the off season that not only do you have your hands full with a full motor racing network schedule uh, with the cup series, but also a new role for you with Berlin Raceway uh, taking over as general manager. How did this all come about? It came about simply because I've always had a passion for this track. And I've been involved in a lot of different entities here with prior ownerships that have, that have gone through the years. I've owned cars out here. I've been a spectator out here since the late 70s. Yes, late 70s. And so it was kind of an easy opportunity because I've been working with the staff out here for a number of years. And the current general manager wanted to take a step back and he called me and said, could you fill this position? And I said, I can under certain terms. And that is that it does not affect what I do with the motor racing network and it won't. So, you know, objective number one was to build a team and we've built a very good team. And, you know, that's the short answer. We're ready to go on April the 17th. And we're excited about a lot of the new things that we think we're going to be bringing to fans that show up at Berlin. An appropriately named event, the Icebreaker, coming up here in uh, just a couple of weeks' time. You mentioned you've been going to that racetrack since you were a toddler. You've been a car owner. You've been involved in almost every different kind of capacity that you can at that facility. But do you remember the first time you ever walked into the place as a child? No, not really, Paul. I mean, the, the challenge with that is, I know it was the mid-70s, and like everybody that's a NASCAR fan or a short track fan, they went to the track the first time with mom and dad or grandma and grandpa or whatever, and it was with my dad. And, you know, I was hooked. I was hooked that day. I remember sitting here and watching a guy by the name of Randy Sweet uh, from Sweet Manufacturing. I think every stock car around the nation is probably at one point or another, if not right now, has sweet manufacturing components in their car. Well, Randy's home track was right here at Berlin, and he was a legend out here along with John Benson Sr. And, of course, after that, it became Johnny Benson Jr. who called this track home. So not exactly, Kyle. I just remember, you know, coming in here and seeing the cars go around, and it was like, man, oh, man, I don't don't know what this place is called or why you brought me here, dad, but I want to come back next week. And we did, and we did, and we did, and ultimately bought a race car and started racing out here. And that led to just a number of other opportunities, including, you know, the broadcasting experiences 
was was uh, was gained right here when we decided that we were no longer going to race. I wanted to be involved in auto racing somehow, and so they had a track PA announcer that was retiring after this is true story after 50 years of being out at the track, and I went down. I said, "Would you mind teaching me? Could I possibly do something with you?" And he said, "Yeah." He goes. You can uh, you can read these live reads and you can do the heat race lineups and I'm retiring at the end of the year and after that it's up to the ownership as to whether you stay. They elected to keep me on. From there we went to radio and radio here led the radio with the Motor Racing Network and then we bought some race cars and we've been doing stuff out here. You know, honestly, ever since you know that that day that my dad brought me out here to watch the race. Yeah, the racing bug is a real thing. I mean, we can all attest to it that our love for it started at the short track level with Kyle being Stafford and, of course, uh, myself, you know, in the short track rank. So that being said, Jeff, you you mentioned it. You've worked at all levels here now in the world of NASCAR, starting at the short track ranks, made it to the top, but now you're reintegrating back into the short track level here. Kyle and I often talk about this here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, about how important it is to have that short track connection in the big leagues of NASCAR, as someone who's now going to balance both of those roles, how important do you believe it also is to to continue that connection uh, with the big names of NASCAR, but also at the short track level? Well, monumentally, it's very, very important for not only what we see when we go to, and I'm going to use Michigan at, uh, International Speedway as an example, and then I'm also going to talk about um, you know Kyle Busch. So, from Michigan International Speedway standpoint. I think we all get, and I've shared this numerous times with anybody that will listen, when we used to go to Michigan International Speedway 15 years ago, they advertised, come and see the Cup Stars race. And when you showed up there, the only thing they offered was the opportunity to sit in the grandstands, maybe camp, but to sit in the grandstands and watch the races. Those days have long since passed us by. Today, Michigan International Speedway will advertise that there are 75 different things to do at that track besides watch stock car racing. All of the short tracks around the country need to be adapting something similar to that because at the end of the day, it's all about did I get the value for my dollar when I bought a general admission ticket to come in? So, you know, whether it's you know, food and beverage selections or bands or entertainment. It doesn't matter what it is. You've got to continue to add to that list of things that people can do. And we're doing that. And then from a driver's perspective, you know, we, we have to be able to create an environment, a race, a something that brings NASCAR to West Michigan or to whatever home track we're talking about. What do we have to do to bring in Kyle Busch? What do we have to do to bring in Denny Hamlin or Kyle Larson or even past stars like Jeff Gordon or Dale Jr.? Now, they're not going to drive a car, but would they show up to do an appearance, a meet and greet? So we're looking at all of those things, too. So that's a long answer to your question, Hannah, but I think the thing that we have to do is we have to look at NASCAR and what they're doing right and try to adapt it at the short track level. And my hope is, is that, and, I, and we know they are, that NASCAR is looking at what's being done on a short track level at successful tracks and try to incorporate that into the big tracks like a Michigan International Speedway. It's all very important that we all work together. 
Yeah, I've, I got the opportunity to go to uh, Berlin Raceway a handful of times when I first moved to the East Coast. Uh, for, I believe the Money in the Bank. I got to go to one of the Icebreaker races as well. And it's such a neat, unique little short track. Um, I saw some wedge body late models that I'd never seen before uh, that put on yeah. a phenomenal show. Uh, and then, of course, made the trip back when Kyle Busch announced that he was racing. So it's so cool to see them still be able to take a step down here. And I think we actually lost Kyle. So this... This is your moment, Jeff. We were talking about it during the break before we brought you back on here. Uh, that a big thing amongst the MRN folks when we travel, we get a little bit of free time here and there, is golden tea. And if you don't know what it is, guys, you can look it up. Uh, but Kyle finally felt like he got initiated into what we have deemed the golden tea group. And sounds like he kind of had an episode and has lost his uh, golden tea privileges. <laughs> well, what you're talking about, there's the pro tour which includes, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say this, includes me, our producer, Ryan Horn, Mike Bagley, and Alex Hayden. We play it a lot. We're pretty good. Then we have the Pro-Am Tour, which you know, the late, great Tyler Burnett to play in, that uh, Kyle Ricky plays in. And he was always, he's always trying to get to play with us. And we're like, you know what? We don't have time to teach you how to play this game when you can to shoot a certain number, you can make the, the pro tour. Well, we had an opening. There was only three of us playing, so we allowed Kyle to come in. And Kyle really did play pretty well in this first game. And we're like, you know what? I think you've earned your card. You can now play on the pro tour. Well, we played another game, and he got about halfway into it. And then you know Kyle. He's on his phone. He's texting. He's checking Facebook. He's posting Instagram pictures. He's on Twitter. We're constantly going, Kyle, it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. And then, well, this isn't going to surprise anybody, about two or three or four or five bad shots in a row, and now he's getting upset. And he got about three-quarters of the way into the game. He's like, that's it. I quit. And we're like, Kyle, you're back to the Pro-Am Tour. You're done here. Turn in your card. We gave you a shot. You made it, but you only made it for one game. And then we uh, we had to pull the card. And it was tough for us to do. We know how hard he's been working to try to make the pro tour. We thought he had it, and he just had a complete meltdown. Yeah, and in perfect timing Jeff, I'm here. Back. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle is oh, now hey back. Kyle, how are you? <laughs> Kyle, you know it's true. Did I miss it? I know you're going to try to tell the listeners something different, but that is how it played out that fateful day. <laughs> so we're uh, talking golf. There? Hello. Check I had more short track questions. Go. Uh, you got more. You got you got more time for me, Jeff. Or are we still talking golf? All, no, I'm <laughs> I'm happy to talk whatever you want to talk. All right, let's talk Berlin, and then we'll get back <laughs> to Golden Tea. More jokes. <laughs> I, I don't know if we got to do that too. Um, short-term plan for 2021. Obviously, states are reopening. Uh, we're seeing more and more uh, racetracks across the country, uh, short tracks and big tracks, begin to allow fans. What's 2021 look like? And then in turn, what's the long-term vision uh, for you and, and that racetrack? Well, the short term is we're going to, we're, we're moving forward as though we're going to open the doors to as many people that want to be here as want to be here. Now, obviously we still have to abide by not only what the, what the governor says, and those restrictions are beginning to be lifted. She spoke today and it was really good news. Um, you know, the thing is, is we're not going to get caught off guard. 
you know, I'm going to just tell you flat out that I think we got caught off guard here last last year. You know, we sat here with the doors closed, and then when they finally said you can go ahead and put 100 people in per section, um, they're like, man, we can open this week, and we're not ready. All right, well, we're not going to be in that situation. We're ready today. Uh, whether we have 1,900 people, which is a restricted number, believe it or not, 1,900 people, we sell that out in a matter of, you know, two days or whether we can open the doors wide open and bring in four or 5,000, we're going to be ready. And I think, Kyle, that based on what we're seeing across the nation, let alone what we're seeing here in the state of Michigan, we're moving in the right direction. So I think we're ready to go. Um, Kind of touched on the schedule. We've got the outlaw late models coming back twice. We've got a program worked out with Birchland Raceway on the east side of the state, putting together a four-race series for the wicked fast outlaw late models. Our super lates are obviously the premier class here at Berlin. Money in the Bank is back. The Battle or the 251 is back. Um, we've got a number of, I think we've got five additional 5,000 to win shows for super late models throughout the year on top of um, Money in the Bank and the 251. Our limited late model class is into its second year. We expect to see at least 20 cars running there. It was brand new last year, so we're already up 20 cars to roll in 2021. The sprint cars are back three times. Kenny Wallace will be here on May the 1st uh, to run in a limited late model along with the National Touring Compact Series cars. I'm probably forgetting uh, a very important class off the top of my head, but when I look at our schedule, you know, and I applaud anybody, any track out there that has a schedule for 2021, I applaud them. Uh, that's just, you know, that's just cool. That's what we need. Uh, whether they're running four-cylinder cars every Saturday night and that's their premier division, then so be it. And I wish them all the best. I certainly look at our schedule and think I'd put it up against any top, you know, track in the country as far as diversity of cars. Speed, uh, you know, if you like the wing sprint cars, we got them. If you want the outlaw cars, Hannah, like you were talking about, we've got them. Uh, the super late models that we run here are as good as anywhere you can run them in the country, and that's just, you know, here in our backyard. So short-term, long-term, I, I really feel good about where we're headed. It's going to take work. You know, the thing that we're all trying to do, and I don't care what short track we're talking about, every short track has to looking at trying to build on attendance in the grandstands and car counts in the infield. And we're taking baby steps all the way around to try to make sure that that, you know, that's the goal on both entities. We're looking forward to it, Jeff. Again, you'd mentioned that that final or that first race of the season, April 17th for the icebreaker 150. Uh, we'll let you get back inside or, uh, you know, back to work there. Like you said, you're at Berlin raceway but we need one more thing here for you before you go uh, and then we'll let you get back to work if you do listen to the motor racing network broadcast at the racetrack oh you do hear on the queue um i don't even know if we can call them booth announcers because they're just jokesters when the queue comes on uh and it's it's constant joke so i got to get your best joke here for it to make its debut on coast to coast oh i don't know that i i mean i've got so many good ones that you know like it's hard for me to determine <laughs> oh, which one's oh, yeah. better than another you know, I guess, I don't know if joking out, but I had an interesting thing happen to me this morning. My <laughs> printer um, was playing music, and I was like, what the heck? The printer is playing music. I looked over, and then I realized it was just a paper jamming. 
Oh my goodness. That's actually a new one. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's in the delivery and I'm not sure I nailed it because, you know, being, I'm not an impromptu comedian. Um, (laughs) And it's just hard for me to roll them out. I mean, obviously one of the the, the best jokes really, and I got to credit Alex for this one. And so I'll leave you with this, Hannah. Why does a chicken coop only have two doors? I can almost quote this joke now. Yeah. I know you can. You've heard it a lot. (laughs) Because if it had four doors, it would be a chicken sedan. That's it. I'm out. But you guys can catch him every Sunday on the Motor Racing Network uh, from the booth. Uh, Thank you, Jeff, for taking some time today, hanging out with us. We're looking forward to everything at Berlin. And uh, hopefully we will see you on the road here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, for sure. And I hope that we can do this again once the gates are open and we can really talk about some of the things that we're getting ready to announce. Um, And Kyle and Hannah, I can tell you that we've got three or four things that that we're going to announce that the fans here, even in West Michigan, are not aware of. Uh, But we're holding those kind of close to the bus right now. But within a matter of a couple of weeks, we're going to be announcing those. And, and of course, then, you know, April 17th, we're open. So hopefully we can all get together again and talk about successful weather that allowed us to open the gates and go racing. So thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. We appreciate it. Again, guys, that was Jeff Striegel, uh, one of our announcers here at the Motor Racing Network. You can catch him in the booth throughout the season, as well as the new general manager of Berlin Raceway. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have your Wheelin Engineering Wheelin Modified Spotlight. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad. Rubber-coated hardware for a better fit and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. It's time for this week's NASCAR Wheel and Engineering Modified Tour Driver Spotlight, and it comes from 
one of my favorite places in the world, Eric Goodale from Riverhead, New York, at the Magic Kingdom. Eric, I'm very jealous right now. I knew you would be. I, I'm excited to be making this call from here because normally I see you here and not me. And, and I'm, I'm very, very jealous because I know exactly where you are in the park right now. And it looks a lot warmer there than it is here in Killingly, Connecticut. Uh, you're a driver with over 175 starts on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour dating back to 2008. Let's talk about how you got started in motorsports and, and what was your attraction or, or what got you attracted to racing growing up as a kid on Long Island? Uh, well, hearing the roar of the modifieds from my front porch at night, um, my dad and his uncle Russell, the owner of the 46 team, sponsored a local modified driver at Riverhead Raceway uh, named Chris Young. And uh, that was my Saturday nights growing up, was going to the racetrack and watching him race. And Riverhead was unique in a way that they used to let the fans uh, into the pit area after the races. And you could go see all your favorite race car drivers sit in their car, get their autograph, shake their hand. Um, and I just got hooked from the, about the time that I can remember, about five or six years old, just going to the track. That was I wanted to go Monday through Sunday to the track, but it was only once a week. So uh, Saturdays was what I lived for when I was younger. I mean, we often talk about Connecticut being a hot spot for modified racing. Three local tracks with Thompson, Stafford, and Waterford that run them weekly but i feel like the more we do these modified tour spotlights the more drivers are from long island and, and riverhead why why is that why are there so many modified drivers coming from that part of new york and that part of the region uh well i think obviously from having riverhead um right in our backyard but don't forget we had Islip, freeport flemington wasn't too far away that's where our parents you know the kids who are racing now that's where our parents grew up and watched and, you know, raced multiple times uh, or, you know, just grew up watching the races there. Also, go-kart racing was huge. I mean, you look at our go-kart class. I raced with Kyle Bonsignor, Justin Bonsignor, Timmy Salamito, Sean Salamito. We all raced together growing up. You know, we knew each other when we were 12 years old racing national go-kart races. Um, and it's just been racing has just always been really big on long island and i think it just took for our generation uh to really make the big impact of having the amount of numbers of people that actually drive the cars uh be out there and all of those drivers have found success on the tour you picked up your first win back in 2014 at riverhead held off the late ted christopher to get that win which came in your sixth full-time season what do you remember about that night uh, I remember never holding the steering wheel so tight in my life as I'm approaching to try to pass him, knowing him I have a better car. And uh, I, I thought for sure it was going to be way harder than it was. But we had, we just had the better car that night, and we passed him. And it's something that um, I'll never forget. Actually, my, my greatest highlight from Riverhead, though, is not that one. I actually spun him into the pace car uh, on a restart and set the airbags off in a buzz tube pace car. And I never get to live that one down. He used to joke with me all the time about that one. But uh, two, two great memories at Riverhead with TC. Uh, he, never, uh, he never seemed to disappoint me there. Absolutely. Uh, never disappointed anywhere, but especially on Long Island. When you're not at Disney and in the Magic Kingdom or at the racetrack, what's life 
like for you up uh, up in Riverhead? Uh, well, dealing with this one over <laughs> there, Mason, and uh, my wife is walking around the park with Wyatt right now. They went to go do something else. It's a, uh, I, I'm our marketing director for Riverhead Building Supply. Uh, I'm also involved in sales a bit. Um, and just having the cars at my house and being a dad, uh, it's a multiple full-time functions. Uh, but fun nonetheless. I mean, we have fun in everything we do. Uh, you know, we ride quads, we ride go-karts, we do whatever it is that we can do to be outside. And uh, I, I live for making these kids happy. And I, they, they enjoy being at the racetrack, I think, just as much as I do sometimes. So that certainly helps and makes my life a little bit easier. Absolutely. We've had two champions on the Modified Tour in the last seven years. Uh, Doug, Kobe, and, and Justin Bonson, you're the defending champion. What's it going to take to beat them this year? consistency i mean listen everybody has their day at the track where they have a good car but what they do is they show up and they make an eighth place finish a third place finish and that is they've been doing doug's been doing it ever since i've known him uh justin i feel like really turned a corner in like 2016 2017 they turned their racing program around and uh they just been fast you know, they don't always have the fastest car. That's what I don't think that some people don't understand. They minimize mistakes and they take, like I said, an eighth or a 10th place car and they finish second or third. Um, and that's really what it takes that you can't have those races where you're having an off race and finish 15th and expect to win the championship. You just can't look at, I think the last couple of years, the champion has finished outside the top 10, maybe once or twice. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's all about consistency and just having your stuff together and, and being good on pit road and putting yourself in position for success. And they've, they've certainly figured out how to do that. And we'll wrap it up with this, talking about the 2021 season, 14 races, a few new venues to the tour, going to Lancaster for the first time, going to Beach Ridge for the first time in 15 years, back to Martinsville under the lights. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, what are you looking forward to most about this year? I, I'm actually upset. The race I'm looking forward to the most is the first race of the year. Uh, my first tour start was at Martinsville. Uh, I love Martinsville. It is one of the coolest places I've ever raced. I am more excited to go to Martinsville than any other place on the schedule. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, that's why I'm like... I'm excited, but I'm a little bit upset that it's the first race of the year. Like I'm getting to do what I'm waiting for all year uh, in April. So I'm uh, also excited to go to Stafford three times. That should be, uh, I love racing at Stafford. Um, so that I'm excited to go there, but I mean, who knows? We've got a couple new tracks. Like you said, they might get surprised that I might like them, but Martinsville definitely number here. It all gets underway in a couple of weeks' time at the Martinsville Speedway. Eric Goodale, thank you for joining us. Go back and enjoy your time at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Go ride Space Mountain for me. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Eric Goodale, this week's NASCAR Wheeling Engineering Modified Tour Spotlight here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. We had racing all across the country, including out on the West Coast, the Chili Willy 150 at Tucson Speedway. Kyle and I had talked about it last week, uh, about how the challenges that they've had to overcome to eventually have this event. Uh, they had to cut some classes. Unfortunately, no grandstand attendance, uh, but... Car count looked pretty good. And a winner that we haven't really seen in victory lane in quite some time finally overcame the challenges and found his way into Chili Willy 150 victory lane. Christian McGee capturing that win over a hard-fought battle with Tyler Tanner. Uh, coming home in third, Brett Yaki alongside his dad in fourth, Bruce Yaki and Vanessa Robinson rounding out your top five. Uh, Tucson's weekly schedule starts on March 13th with debuting a 75-lap Super late model race. Uh, Kyle, we've also got some more short tracks getting ready to open up their schedule for their weekly divisions. Let's just hope Mother Nature plays along with us for a little while. Yeah, because, again, we talked about it earlier. These racetracks need it. Um, They need good weather. They need good car counts. They need good uh, fan attendance uh, or as much as they possibly can, depending on the state they're in. South Boston Speedway has announced uh, this week they are opening March 20th as Virginia is set to to release some or or lift some restrictions this week. Uh, That event will include twin 75 lappers for the late models. They will run 13 times this season. Bowman Gray Stadium didn't run a lap in 2020 uh, for the first time in in forever uh they are back uh next month april 17th they announced they're going to run the hayes jewelers 200 for the modifieds to begin their 2021 season that includes 18 events and hickory motor speedway opens up this weekend 
uh, twin 40 lappers, and also a special event for the uh, limited late models in the Paramount Kia Challenge. The, the twin 40 lappers are for the late models, part of their NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series program. And uh, yeah, so it's good to see some tracks beginning to open up. Um, Kingsport Speedway in Tennessee, they're going to host a practice session this weekend for their season opener in a couple of weeks as well. So you know, the engines are firing and, and hopefully, you know, we can all stay healthy and get healthier and, and, you know, go back to the races like, you know, like the old days in 2019. I know. It seems like so long ago that we were all getting ready to drive down to Atlanta and then they canceled the races on us uh, and then everything ensued after that. So I'm just glad we're back at the racetracks, able to go racing. Uh, if you did listen to NASCAR Coast to Coast last week, we did have on Amber Balkan to talk about the BMR Racing Academy and the schedule that came with that. Another driver has been added to that roster, Jolyn Wilkinson down from Alabama. Uh, a late model, pro late model racer down there will be slated to run that. So another name to the roster, something to watch this up and coming season. Also around here, uh, you mentioned Hickory opening up, but the Cars Tour is opening up their season this weekend at Dillon Motor Speedway on Saturday as well. Of course, uh, they've cut back to primarily a late model stock schedule featuring Rockingham at the end of the year, as well as Orange County Speedway, where they're up for $30,000 midsummer. And of course, select super late model races around that. Kyle, it's going to be a busy weekend for the both of us. Uh, we do record this on Tuesday. So 48 hours from now, you and I, like you said, are shoulder to shoulder on a flight to Las Vegas for the Truck Series race on Friday evening. And I'm excited. I, I can't believe it, but I'm excited. Literally, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, we're literally sitting next we're to each gonna other. We're going to have the best flight ever. I got some great, some great stuff downloaded on the phone from like Disney Plus. All the fireworks shows just came out this week. I know you're excited mm. about that. I will might pass on the fireworks okay. shows. I'm pretty sure you sold me on the Muppets. <laughs> I think that's what we had discussed was the Muppets. That came out on Disney Plus this week as well, yeah. Oh, great. Perfect. So well, I we can... might introduce you to, to Gonzo. Ugh, I can do the Muppets uh, and, and, you know, I'll be lacking sleep by the time we get in Vegas. And then, of course, Red Eye Flight Home. I'll be at Dillon this weekend for the Cars Tour race as well, running on pure fumes. But I can't complain. I get to be at a racetrack. Once again, my first race of 2021. I still can't even believe we're saying 2021. Like, it just feels weird to even say that. I feel like 2020 was... A non-existent year. Like whatever happened in 2020, right? Yeah, for real, for real. But again, you guys can listen on the Motor Racing Network this weekend, uh, Friday evening for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Uh, lots of racing going on this weekend. So Kyle, looking forward to seeing you in just two short days, being back on the radio with you guys and uh, bringing you some short track racing next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheel and Engineering and brought to you by Hercules Tires. For myself and Kyle Ricky, producers Alexa Henry and Greg Moore, we will see you guys next time.